Welcome to the Diversity at Work podcast, where we unpack what it's really going to take to close the gender gap in the workplace. Here is your host, leadership coach and diversity consultant, Andrea Jansen. This episode is sponsored by Duckish Natural Skincare. I am super excited that they have jumped on board to sponsor the show because I actually know Carolyn Crew, the founder, personally. A couple of years ago, before there was a Reignite Your Ambition coaching program, before there was a workshop, before there was an ambitious everyday journal, I had an idea for an exercise to help people get clear on what drives their ambition so that they could set goals, feel fulfilled, and have something to strive for. So before I could do that, I actually had a group of entrepreneurs that I knew and I asked them if I could test the exercise on them. So I asked Carolyn, what is the something that you're striving for? What drives your ambition? What motivates you to get up every day and go to work? And she said 2%. And I didn't really expect an answer like that. And I asked her to explain. And she said that only 2% of women entrepreneurs actually reach a million dollars in annual revenue in their businesses. And that is what motivated her to start Duckish Natural Skincare. They have lotion sticks, lip balm, baby products, and bath products. They're really innovative. And my favorite product is their lotion stick. It looks like deodorant, but it's actually lotion. So you just rub it on your legs, you rub it on your arms, your hands, your face. You can even use it as a lip balm. And I love it because it's solid. And when I travel, I can keep it in my carry-on and I don't need to worry about having too much liquid to get through security. And for all of the Diversity at Work listeners, Duckish is offering you 15% off of your order. So you need to head to duckish.ca, that is D-U-C-K-I-S-H, .ca and enter the promo code diversity at work at checkout and you will get 15% off of your order. The way I see it is that if you need to buy lotion anyways, might as well buy it from a women-owned business so that you can do your part to close the gender gap. They ship to the US and Canada, so head to duckish.ca and enter the promo code diversity at work and you will get 15% off. Hello and welcome to the Diversity at Work podcast. I am Andrea Jansen and on this episode we're going to be talking about some news that a listener shared with me last week. So last week Michelle sent me a Facebook message about this article about some women's leadership training that Ernst & Young did for some of their executive women. And to be honest, the first time I read this message and I read the article, I actually thought it was fake news because they were talking about this workshop that Ernst & Young, the big accounting firm, did for some of their executive women called Power, Presence, Purpose. And in this article, they talked about the curriculum that they shared. And this is why I thought it was fake news because I'm going to actually read directly from the article. So it said, women's brains absorb information like pancakes absorb syrup. So it's harder for them to focus. Men are better at focusing because their brains work more like waffles and they can put information into little squares. Some other tips that they gave in this workshop include don't flaunt your body, sexuality scrambles the mind, The most important thing women can do is signal fitness and wellness. Avoid being a bottle blonde. 
don't speak to men face to face as men find that threatening. Women's brains are about 10% smaller than men's. The only way for women to succeed at work is to work around the men. Women should avoid having a high-pitched voice. Women often ramble and miss the point while speaking. I honestly thought this was fake. I did not think that today in 2019, a big company would give this advice to their employees. I really was shocked and I honestly thought, I said, hey, Michelle, I think this is fake news, but thanks for sharing it with me. And then a couple days later, another listener, Anna, reached out to me and said, hey, did you read that article in the Huffington Post about what the EY women's leadership training? And I told her, I said, I thought it was fake. She's like, nope, it's not. So thank you, Anna and Michelle, for bringing this to my attention. And I just thought it was appropriate to turn this into an opportunity to look to really address the issue because I think it's not crystal clear how we can move forward after this but I actually think there's some really good insights that can be learned from this training and this approach so two things I want to talk about today so number one is the chicken or the egg dilemma. So that is, are women broken? Do we need to change women's behavior in order to close the gender gap in the workplace? Or is workplace culture broken, right? Where do we start? Is it the chicken or is it the egg? Is workplace culture that needs to change or do we need to change women to fit into workplace culture? That's the first thing. And the second thing I want to talk about is Years of experience. So this person that delivered that training had a lot of years of experience doing women's empowerment programs. She also had experience in the corporate world. And those many, many years of experience, is that a bias that we have about people that years of experience is better? So those are the two things I want to talk about from this article that I read in this situation that's being shared around the internet. To really understand the chicken or the egg dilemma, I want to go back to numbers. If you listen to this podcast, you know that I am a geek for numbers and I'm a geek for stats. And the World Economic Forum Gender Gap Report is usually my go-to for really looking at progress. How much progress are we making? And the World Economic Forum started tracking this, the gender gap in the workplace. So that is economic opportunity for women. In 2006, when the World Economic Forum started tracking the gender gap in Canada, we indexed at 73%. So that means women had 73% of the opportunities in the workplace than men did. 100% would be equality. And in 2018, which is the most recent data, we were at 74.8%. So that means over 12 years, we have made progress by 1.8%. Not every year, 1.8% over 12 years. And in the US, it's a little bit better. It is 2.3%. So in the US, they have progressed by 2.3% over 12 years. But you might be thinking, like we've been talking about women in the workplace for a long time. There's a lot of women's leadership initiatives that have been going on. So if all of this is happening, we're doing all this work, why are the numbers not changing? And the reason it goes back to that chicken or the egg dilemma, because up until now, up until probably a year or two ago, most women's leadership programs were focused on changing women's behavior. But we have research now that says 
it's not women's behavior that are broken. Women actually make really great leaders. Women are already very confident. Women have the skills. They have what it takes to succeed. But workplace culture is broken. So the workplace culture is, it reinforces gender stereotypes and really is there and it makes it a little bit more difficult for women to get into those senior leadership roles. So that's what it is. So all of this work that we've been doing on changing women's behavior, so helping them to dress, helping them to speak in a different way, helping them to be more confident and really putting the onus on them to change hasn't actually gotten us the results that we are looking for. It hasn't actually made us progress very much. So the idea is now we need to flick the switch and look at workplace culture. So what what is the culture? How are people showing up at work? What things are happening in organizations that are making it so that women are not getting to those same levels of leadership as men? So that's kind of the chicken or the egg dilemma. And this training that Erston Young did is a classic example of the kind of old school training that is focusing on changing women's behavior. So it's really reinforcing gender stereotypes in the workplace and getting women to actually play into them. And in some cases, it doesn't, it just doesn't work. And we have the numbers to back it up. But the thing is, I don't want to kind of point the finger and on this trainer that did this program, because that is all she knew. So this trainer um, has been doing this for a long time. And that was the approach kind of in the 80s and the 90s. And in the early 2000s that worked, that's all we knew. We didn't actually know to look at workplace culture. We didn't know to really have the conversation about the chicken or the egg dilemma. So we just did what we know, what we knew at the time. And that's what got us to 1.2% progress and 2.3% progress in the US. But now it's time to take that to the next level. So when you're looking at taking something to the next level, it's like, what are the, what is the new approach? What is, what can we do differently? Because what got us here is not what's gonna get us to the next level. When stuff like this happens, when something gets shared on the internet, we're really quick to blame and point the finger. We always want to say, you know, it's, it's EY's fault for doing this. They are doing these inappropriate trainings. They're setting inappropriate expectations. But the truth is a lot of companies still take this approach. Most companies and most women's leadership programs are focused on changing women's behavior. And to be honest, the conversation about gender diversity in the workplace is still dominated by women. But if you think about it, if you really want to change workplace culture, culture starts at the top. And today we know that just by the numbers, there are more men in senior leadership roles than there are women. So if we really want to change things, if we really want to influence workplace culture, we need all genders to be a part of this discussion. And in this Huffington Post article that talked about this training, they actually shared some of the numbers um, at EY. So women make up only 12% of their lead client service partners. And this is according to their own data from their website. And the numbers for the other top jobs are, they're only slightly better. So just about 20% of all of their partners and principals are women. So if you're thinking about workplace culture, if only 20% are talking about it, are talking about gender diversity at EY, it's going to be really hard to influence that culture. So the way forward would be to really look at it from how do we change workplace culture? Who else needs to be a part of the conversation? And so these numbers are 
pretty consistent across most organizations in Canada and the US. So when we point the finger at EY for doing what they did, it gives us an opportunity to really hold up the mirror for ourselves and look at our own companies and see what initiatives do we have in place to promote women. And are they 100% focused on women? And are we kind of taking the old school approach, which is to change women's behavior? Or is there this opportunity for us to open up the conversation and have all genders on board? So that's a summary of the chicken or the egg dilemma and what you can do about it to move forward and just really question what approach you are taking in your company. The second opportunity that I want to highlight is this assumption, and this is often unconscious, and I think this is something that we carry around in the workplace, especially companies that have been around for a long time. This assumption that years of experience is better. So I want to explain how this showed up in this case. So the person that delivered this training was from a company called Marsha Clark and Associates. And there's this woman, she's actually amazing. She is a trailblazer. She, she broke the glass ceiling. So Marsha Clark was an executive in the eighties and nineties in the tech industry in Texas. She worked at electronic data systems and that was the company founded by Ross Perot. And she worked there until 2000 and then she became a consultant and built a successful consulting business, which is amazing. She's a great role model. She has literally done all the things to be successful in the corporate world, shattered the glass ceiling for herself, and really has this desire to help other women do the same. So the approach that she's taken is really well-intentioned and she's a really great model for someone who can be successful in the business world. But this approach that she's teaching today in kind of 2019 comes from the things that she needed to do in the 80s and 90s to be successful. So what, but what she did, because she did that for herself, and it's this assumption that because she was able to do it, she's going to be able to teach other people how to do it. But we know now there's research. There's been a lot of research done on this topic about whether women are the issue and women's behavior needs to change or workplace culture needs to change. And in the 80s and 90s, we did not have that research. Even in the early 2000s, and even in the mid 2000s, we didn't have that research. People weren't looking at workplace culture. People really believed that women's behavior needed to change. So now we have this new research. It's time to change the method. So what, she's, what she was doing is actually, the intentions are all really good, but now we know we have numbers to back it up that amplifying that those that approach doesn't actually deliver a shift in the numbers. So it doesn't actually accelerate women into leadership positions. Have you ever heard that saying, what got us here won't get us there? That is literally where we are today right now in this idea of making the workplace better for women and making a place where there is equality and everybody can thrive. So I want to talk about how do you choose someone to deliver your diversity training or your women's leadership programs? Because there's a lot of people out there that do this kind of work. And just like what happened with EY, they chose someone that was that had all this experience, that had many years of experience, but the methodology was outdated. So how do you know if the person you're choosing is going to have good methodology and is using the latest approach and something that's going to work? 
So I want you to get really curious and ask these questions. So there's this opportunity there to really think about years of experience and this assumption that we have. And we bring this assumption to every aspect of business. It's not just choosing a trainer. It is everywhere. Um, look at this assumption of the 10, 20, 30 years experience that this company has. Is it 10 to 20 years of being innovative? Is it 10 to 20 years of tracking data, getting success, tweaking, and making the, the program better? Or is it doing the same thing for 10 to 20 years? Because that's a different kind of experience. And there's also an opportunity to look at companies that have less experience because sometimes that can actually be a strength. The, there's no baggage. They, they don't need to let go of old ways. The only thing that they know is the new approach. It's about being innovative and creating something that is gonna work, that is built on this data that we have access to today. And newer companies can start at that stage and look at really changing the culture versus changing women's behavior. I like to end every podcast with a challenge for you to take action within 24 hours after you listen to this podcast and learn something new. So my challenge for you today is to look around your company at the diversity initiatives or the women's leadership initiatives and get curious and answer the question, are we trying to change women's behavior or are we trying to change workplace culture? And once you've done that, reach out to me on social media or email and let me know what you find out because I'm really curious. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next week. Before you go, I wanted to tell you about my brand new Ambitious Everyday Journal. It's actually a PDF and it is totally free and it's a process that you can do over nine days that will help you figure out what ambition means to you and help you set goals that are aligned with your ambition so that you can feel fulfilled, you can feel like you wanna do the work to make those goals happen. And this is actually the same process that I walk all of my clients through. So you know those clients that are bringing in $25 million deals for their company, clients that are going out and negotiating themselves $15,000 raises, this is where they all started in this exercise that I call what drives your ambition? So if you want to get your hands on that, head to andreajansen.com forward slash journal and grab yours today. Hey, if you're still listening to the podcast, if you've made it this far, I would probably assume that you're getting some value out of these weekly podcasts. And I would like to ask you a favor. If you could take a minute to give me a review on iTunes. So click on the podcast, give me some comments, give me some feedback because that helps spread the word about the Diversity at Work podcast and it helps to build more diversity champions and get people learning, get people curious about what it's really gonna take to close the gender gap. And after you've done that, if you still have some time, you could take a screenshot of the podcast and post it in your social media. That can help spread the word as well. Thank you so much.